0: Welcome, everybody, to the Backtable podcast this week. Uh, so I'm your host, Anish Parikh, and um, this week we have Brian Hartley with us and Dr. Aaron Fritz. Um, so we're going to talk about or plugs, uh, embolization devices, so... Um, let's just get right into it guys I guess maybe Brian if you want to give a little background of who you are and uh, what you're doing um, and give us a little preview also I know you're on you're moving on to some uh, exciting stuff as we get into the summer here so tell us a little bit about that Um, and you might as well just uh, let everybody know what you do with backtable Uh, Aaron you can do the same uh, I, of course, uh, I run TEC, so, uh, you know, in partnership with um, Backtable, we've been working together to put our application and products on the market. Um, we also help out with marketing and sales and things like that um, as TEC, and um, anyway, we all just, uh, we're on the same team, um, pushing the, the, pushing Backtable forward, but uh, Brian, go ahead and talk about what you're doing, and, uh, and we we'll go from there.
1: Sure. So, yeah, so, um, I am interventional radiologist trained at Vanderbilt. And, uh, uh now I am taking a position as, as an instructor at Vanderbilt, um, working both in interventional as well as in diagnostic radiology. So, my passion is in, uh, innovation and medical device design as Anish was kind of alluding to. And, um, so next year I'll be heading out to Stanford to do their Biodesign Innovation Fellowship. Uh, which will hopefully move that part of my career forward. Uh, At the same time, I've been uh, happy to be involved with uh, such a great uh, company as Backtable with Anish and uh, Aaron Fritz here. Um, I am the chief development officer for Backtable and have seen it grow and uh, become the the great uh, product that it is today. Um, So, yeah, Aaron, you want to take it from there?
2: Yes. Uh, Hello, everyone. Uh, Aaron Fritz here again. Um, uh, One of the founders of Backtable and an intervention down in Dallas, Texas. Um, You know, I've been in practice for about four uh, years now in private practice and uh, excited about today's topic. I'll just kind of kick it off because I did want to talk about um, the Amplacer plug, specifically the Amplacer 4 uh, because that's the one that I, I'm most familiar with. I've had, I've, I've been able to use the most um, in the setting of splenic traumas. Uh, we do work out of uh, a level one trauma center here in Plano, and um, we, we do see a fair amount of splenic trauma from motor vehicle accidents. What I was traditionally trained to do was uh, do uh, basically use coils for coil embolization of splenic artery, um, depending on where the The injury is uh, the level of the laceration um, uh, with the trauma. You know, you can do either proximal or distal embolization. If it's a focal injury, um, like you you, you see a focal pseudoaneurysm, and maybe on the CT it's all focal injury, say in the lower pole of the spleen, uh, you can very well do a distal embolization using coils and getting out there far with a mycocatheter,
0: um, now, Hartley, but, Hartley, um, you guys trained at the same place. Sorry to interrupt you there, Aaron. I just want to point of a couple of things out. I mean, uh, you guys trained at the same location. Is that how you've been trained to do it as well, Brian? So, yeah, we did. We trained at the same place, but I think as most
1: people know, uh, depending on who you work with and what the new devices are out at the time and what is kind of in vogue, um, you can definitely have different experiences. And, um, you know, I was trained with both. If you um, – I was trained to use coils and also the the Amplacer 4-plug. Um, and also, mainly, though, we di- we during my fellowship, we didn't do the distal splenic embolization. I think almost every, and we did a lot of spleens um, at, at Vanderbilt. We had quite a bit of trauma. Um, it was a large catchment area for us. Um, so we're doing lots of, Splenic embolizations, and almost everyone was uh, more of a proximal splenic embolization. Um, so, yeah, not as much distal.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you know, with the proximalization, as long as you're distal to the pancreatic branches, um, like the dorsal right. pancreatic branch, you know, you're you're usually pretty good. Um, and uh, the idea is just to reduce the pressure head uh, enough so that um you you decrease the you know the bleeding essentially because there there should be enough collateral flow um to to still supply the, the spleen and keep it from completely infarcting when you, when doing a proximal embolization so um that's where the Amplatzer four really comes in handy because you can actually if if the, ar- the splenic artery anatomy is not terribly tortuous you can usually get your like I usually start with a cobra catheter um, and usually you can get it out there with a glide wire. You select select the celiac trunk um, and get your glide wire out in the splenic artery, and then follow it with your with your cobra catheter. And if you can get it out there, uh, you know, dec- you know, to like the mid splenic artery, um, it's very easy to place this or four plug right there. Um, and <clears throat> once you get it, when, once you pass it through the catheter and get it. Planted. What's nice about it is you can actually then inject contrast through the, through your catheter uh, and make sure that you like the positioning of it. If you don't like the positioning of it, you can always pull it back into the catheter um, and then re, re reposition it. Uh, and then and then once you're once you like your positioning, it's just a matter of uh, Lefty loosey unscrewing it and it and it it detaches. And so it's. It's a really nifty uh, uh, embolization um, device, and it doesn't. It requires a lot less fluoroscopy time, and I think it really significantly reduces your procedure time because you're not sitting there putting in a bunch of coils. Um, now, when, when I do have to um, place coils, you know, I usually will place like an anchor tornado coil, and then follow maybe a couple of tornado coils that are properly appropriately, appropriately uh, fitted uh, by size. And then I'll follow with, you know, two or three 14 centimeter nesters. Uh, and it, and it usually takes a you know, good amount of time, uh, to, to, to accomplish that. Um, you know, probably twice as long as it would to, to do the implants or plug. What, uh, what do you yeah. think,
1: Brian? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with Aaron. Um, I, as I said, I almost always do a proximal splenic embolization and a trauma and that is, uh, you save time if you have to go out and do a distal embolization with each small injury that you find that can take a lot of time in these patients who might be hemodynamically unstable. So doing that proximal or as Aaron said, you know, kind of mid splenic embolization past the, the, um, the dorsal pancreatic artery, then, um, that's what I will go for every time. And I also agree that using the Amplatzer with a five French C2 Cobra catheter, um, it, with a, a regular glide wire is my equipment of choice for for starting this procedure, um, now there are going to be lots of lots of patients with their anatomy that you can't do this, as you mentioned, if they're in a, a tortuous splenic artery or maybe uh, they have celiac stenosis, and you really can't get your your the nose of your C two catheter into the narrowed ostium, uh, at which point you'll have to probably go with a microcatheter and microcoils of your choice. But if you can, I think the Amplatzer 4 offers uh, a lot of advantages, and that is what Aaron said. Basically, you can put it proximal to mid splenic artery, uh, deploy it, um, make sure you like the positioning, um, and then release it. And it's a pretty simple release mechanism. And once you're there, give it 10 minutes uh, just to let the flow slow down and let these develop, and you should be good. You may have to put another couple of coils behind there uh, as Aaron mentioned, now a couple caveats to know. The important thing with the Amplatzer 4 is that if you are going to uh, use it with a uh, five-inch catheter, you can only go up to I believe it's the eight-millimeter Amplatzer 4. And with these, you usually, you generally want to oversize your um, Amplatzer compared to your vessel. So the the largest splenic artery you would want to do would probably, and correct me if I'm wrong, Aaron, probably around six, seven millimeters would be, uh, the largest that you would safely be able to deploy an eight millimeter amplatzer for, um, just so you right. get a good fit in there. Anything larger, right. um, if you need a nine, you know, a 10 millimeter amplatzer, then the four, you can't use the four. You'd have to use a guiding catheter, just go with micro catheters and, uh, micro coils
2: or Oh three, five right. coils if you want to. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You could get a guide cath out there. Um, uh-huh. pretty far, you, you know, if the, if the anatomy is not too tortuous, um, you, you know, over a stiff wire to, if you wanted to, if you needed to upsize it, but yeah, it's really important to appropriately size the vessel for sure with these, with these plugs, um, and with the coil too, but you know, what, uh, like, like Brian was saying, if the anatomy is too, uh, tortuous or if you have a celiac stenosis and you just can't get, a uh, a good, you know, get your catheter out there. Your your four or five French catheter out there. You 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 go with a mic. You do have to go with a micro catheter. I'll I'll go with a renegade or a prograde usually, and um and a micro wire and, and and you know traverse that torturous anatomy and and try and get out to the you know same area probably mid mid splenic artery and um try try and find a nice uh, horizontal segment of the of the artery. And uh you know, and that's what that's where I'm placing those coils I mentioned earlier.
1: Now you yeah, guys you want seem- you want a nice lane zone, um as you mentioned, yeah. either horizontal or vertical. You need a little bit of room because these, you know, the amplatzer plugs are um you know, they're not they're not super long, but they definitely need a straight segment of vessel to be deployed in. Yeah.
0: Now you guys seem to be both fans of the amplatser or are there things about it that you have you know about the device in particular that you you know run into issues with or you know i don't mean issues but just you know things that you think the device could be doing better or um are there other are there others on the market that that you've seen that um that have some aspects that could be interesting and, and useful well yeah um, you know <coughs> Sorry, so, go ahead,
1: go ahead aaron get it started off and then i'll
2: i'll <laughs> add anything <laughs> yeah, Brian's the Brian's the innovation guy. But one thought, you know, I mean, there's such a major improvement between the Amplaster two and the four in that it's a lower profile, and, and you're able to go up to eight millimeters inside through a, this through a four French catheter. I mean, that would be my, um, you know, point five of French improvement. Catheter, five Five, what, or four French. What, four or five. I mean, you can put an f if it if it's like a glide um, a glide cast. Um, yep. You know, it, it's, you as long as it's a 038, um, catheter, then you can put it through, uh, you know, for French, like, a, you know, like a C2, uh, glide cast. Um, Definitely, but, right, uh, right. but, um, if, but anyway, my, yeah, what the great thing would be is if like, you know, they were able to design it so that you could actually get a, a nine or 10 millimeter through, you know, through that small of a space. That would, that would be ideal. But, you know, I mean, that's it. Eight millimeters, pretty good size. I mean, you, I, I don't think I've ever seen a splenic
1: artery bigger than that, um, personally. So, you, yeah, uh, just, I guess you know you're totally right. Is the the four does have that great low-profile ability, so you can use a four or five-inch catheter. As Aaron said, one problem that I've noticed is you know if if you do get your catheter out there, if you can get your uh, angiographic catheter out there far enough. And it is somewhat tortuous. It can be difficult, I found, to track the, the amplatzer, um, around those, those sharp corners. Um, yeah. You know, even if you get your catheter out there, it just has a hard time. You're pushing a lot of resistance against that catheter. Um, and it can be a pain. And when you're deploying it, if you have, if you do make it all the way out there, when you're deploying it, you just, it seems you need to be careful because you're building up so much force. Um, Trying to unsheath it with that system being in such a uh, tortuous configuration, um, it, I found that sometimes it can be hard to unsheath it smoothly. Um, that would be probably one negative that I would see.
2: Yeah, and, and along that along that that line is um, I I almost always go with a five French anyway. I think a four French might be a little too flimsy um especially when like you say you're trying if if you're trying to get it around a corner or something the five french gives you more stability uh in right. that case
0: guys thanks a bunch for sharing your thoughts um our listeners are going to find this incredibly helpful so uh Dr. Brian Hartley Dr. Aaron Fritz um this has been the back table podcast on amplatzer 4 plugs and uh embolizations and uh um all right thanks everybody
2: Thank you, Anish. Thanks, Thanks,
0: Brian.